and welcome to another edition of Cut to the Chase. I'm your host, Francisco Moreau Jr. We have a lot to discuss about this weekend. Obviously, there hasn't been that much going on with the sports world. Usually, it's a quiet week. And with the Super Bowl coming up a week from today, we'll wait and get into that next week. So let's dive into the hires in the NFL. The Denver Broncos finalized a five-year contract with Sean Payton. He'll earn between 17 to 20 million a season. Denver, in order to get to this point, they had to send the Saints their first round pick, 29th overall for this year, 2024 second round pick. And besides receiving Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos acquire a 2024 third round pick. So first and foremost, Sean Payton had taken the year off. He was working as a Fox analyst. And the Saints really made out like bandits here. They have a lot more draft capital than they did a couple of years ago when they had they had a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but the Denver Broncos, they're getting a coach that's experienced that, that won a Super Bowl in 2008 with the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees. And if you look at the track record of Denver, they've been successful when they've had coaches that have prior experience, such as you know, John Fox. You had um, you had uh, Kyle, Sh- no, not Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, sorry. And maybe Sean Payton's the guy that can turn it around with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had a poor season this past year. Obviously, it was an abysmal season with Nathaniel Hackett getting fired before the end of the year. They do have a solid defense. And they also have offensive weapons. You have Melvin Ingram as your, or Melvin Gordon rather, as your running back, and you have Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. So you have weapons around Russell Wilson. It's just you need somebody to help build him back up because obviously his confidence has definitely taken a hit. And I think Sean Payton's the guy that can turn this around. Let's move forward with the Houston Texans. The Texans hired D'Amico Ryans, former 49ers defensive coordinator, to a six-year contract. He also was a former player with the Houston Texans. This creates a lot of excitement for the fan base as he led the 49ers to a top-rated defense this year as well as last year. The, the problem is, though, how do you address the offense from here? They don't have many playmakers on offense, and Davis Mills, he's not the answer. You have Brandon Cooks who wanted to get a trade last year. So it's going to be tough. I definitely think that this team will be more disciplined. And I think that with D'Amico Ryans, I think they'll be better. And I think it's important that you give him that six-year contract. You need stability with coaching because you can't expect improvement if each year another face, another personality, another philosophy is coming into the building. Because the past two years, David Culley had one year and got fired. Then Lovey Smith this past year had one year and got fired. But they really didn't have any opportunity for any success because, as you know, you had that whole Deshaun Watson trade talk and then the scandal that he was involved in. So I think this is a good move for the Houston Texans, and time will tell how they improve each year. But I think right now I think this is the right move. Another thing to add to, Brian Schottenheimer has been named the Cowboys offensive coordinator. However, Mike McCarthy is expected to 
make the play calls for the offense side of the ball this upcoming season. And the other thing, too, not surprising, but I would have thought he would have maybe played a little bit longer. But Tom Brady on Thursday, or Wednesday rather, announced his retirement from the NFL. Um, listen, whether if you loved him or hated him, he's the GOAT. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Phenomenal football IQ. Really did a good job of being careful with the football. Broke so many accolades. And right now he's scheduled to appear in Canton, Ohio in 2028 when he gets inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, let's move on to a few other things. And let's go with the... New York Islanders, right now, they're finishing up, the NHL's finishing up their All-Star Weekend in South Florida. The New York Islanders made a trade for Vancouver Canucks forward Bo Horvat, who has 31 goals this season. However, it was a steep price that they had to pay. They had to part with Anthony Beauvillier, who's their young forward, who's very talented, and one of their top prospects, Atu Roddy and a conditional first-round pick. And the other thing, too, why I say it's such a steep price, yes, they gave up a lot because you need to give up something good to get something good, but the Islanders are in sixth place right now in the Metropolitan Division with a record of 25-22-6, and six, and they're two points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins for a second wild-card spot. Now, Lou Lamarillo, he's been a guy to known to make splashes. However... This isn't easy to give up one of your young star players. Bavillier is making $4.15 million. He's 25 years old. He's been, he was drafted by them 28th overall in the 2015 NHL draft. So it's tough when you, when you part with one of your top guys. And this year, he has... 9 goals, 11 assists, and 20 points in 49 games. But this is a guy that has 102 goals and 107 assists, which equates to 209 points in his 457 NHL games played. So it's tough to to give up something that good for a really good player coming back. Now, the only thing that will make this worth it is if they can make it to the playoffs and have a deep, postseason run but that's that's what the Islanders are doing you know sometimes you have to bite the bullet and make and make the trade now let's move on to the Reese's bowl game which is annually held in Mobile Alabama the national team beat the American team by a score of 27 to 10 there were plenty of field goals in this game most which were converted by the national team Four out of five uh, field goals converted by Maryland kicker Chad Ryland. Fresno State quarterback Jake Heiner completed 12 of 19 passes, threw for 139 yards and a touchdown. So I'm not saying that this is going to rise his draft stock, but there's a lot of scouts that are at these games, and maybe they see something from this game that NFL teams will want to take a chance on this guy. Um, Northwestern running back Evan Hull 
had a good game, should increase his draft stock. He had 10 carries for 74 yards. Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson had a had four receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown, as well as South Alabama wide receiver Jalen Wayne. He had eight receptions for 50 yards. And for this bowl game, there's roughly 128 players that are selected. It's a compilation of seniors and early graduating juniors. So it's nice because it gives other teams an extra look at these guys in action when they might not have time to see these other guys or these guys might have gotten hurt and now they're healthy and they're able to showcase their skills. But I will say Max Duggan, it was disappointing to see he struggled completing four of nine passes for 26 yards and he continues to play poorly. If you recall in that college football national championship game, he did not play well at all. And Georgia demolished TCU. It wasn't even close. So let's move on from this. We have 11 days until the reporting date for pitchers and catchers. And what's newsworthy with the Yankees is the Yankees have come out and said that Luis Severino is not permitted to play in the World Baseball Classic, which is the which is in the best interest for both parties uh, to protect their assets and, and keep them healthy for the start of the season because the World Baseball Classic is starting up soon and it kind of interferes a little bit with the season and not for nothing, but Luis Severino hasn't been able to stay healthy a good portion of his MLB career. So it's important to keep him healthy because this is a guy that when healthy is one of the more dominant pitchers in the game. He has elite stuff. So hopefully for the Yankees sake that Luis Severino can be healthy and be productive this year. Let's move on to my winners and losers of the week. So my winner of the week, he plays for the Tottenham Hotspurs, Harry Kane. He's now the all-time leading scorer for the Hotspurs in the Premier League with 267 goals, which passes their legend Jimmy Graves. And my loser of the week is Eagles' Josh Sills. He's indicted on rape and kidnapping charges, which is which the incident occurred in December of 2019. He has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list, which means that he's not allowed to travel or play with his team. So any way you look at it, this is highly disturbing. This is... It just doesn't make sense to me how these NFL players... Yes, some of them don't make crazy amount of money, but they make a nice living. And it just doesn't make sense to me why you'd put yourselves in this type of position. You know, you have your life is pretty much a little microscope and everything that you do is being watched. So I'm sure this guy's kicking himself in the butt because if he could have behaved himself, which isn't that hard to do, he would have been headed to the Super Bowl with his teammates. You know, he's a guard, he's 6'6", and, um, you know, he ruined his life now. He's 25 years old. So I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year they decide, or before the end of the year, they decide to cut bait with this guy because it ruins the brand and it doesn't look good because you need to do something about this. He needs to be punished even more to that and... I think with that, they need to terminate his contract, and 
I think no team should pick up this guy. This is this is bad. So um, that'll do it for this edition of Cut to the Chase. We'll see you next time, and let's hope that we have a exciting, thrilling Super Bowl coming up.